Good evening. Welcome into Lambo Speak. This is episode number 26 here on a victory Monday after a huge uh, big game win against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I'm Nate Wallen. You can find me on Twitter at Nate underscore Dirt 19. I'm joined by Bobby Winner. You can find him on Twitter at Bobby A. Winner. This is a Toad Styles Podcast Network production. And uh, yeah, you can find us for our, you can find all your podcasts. So let's get into it, man. I mean, I, I'm pretty, still pretty just pumped up after last night. Uh, yeah. You know, a fun team win. Uh, it's been a nice little ride lately. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I felt like they were, they were going to go on a run. And uh, this was honestly the only game I was concerned about for the rest of the season after how they've been playing. And they beat the Chiefs. I mean, they if you look at some of the victories that they've had over the last couple of weeks, you know, winning four of their last five, um, they beat three of the some of the best offenses in the league. I mean, they beat the Lions, who were a top five, top six offense. They beat the Chiefs, who have the current reigning MVP, and they're also the current Super Bowl champions. And they beat the Chargers. And whatever you want to say about the Chargers, the Chargers offense is not the problem. Uh, Herbert's really good, and there's games that the Chargers score 40-something points. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been a fun stretch. I mean, um, you know, and I think, I think that's one good thing about a team like, you know, that with our, I guess I'm going to say low expectations, but just, you know, like the roller coaster of emotions we're going to be on, like yeah. they don't get caught looking ahead, you know, things like that. I, I think they're just ready. They come and they've come ready to play. Uh, you know, they come out firing and, you know, there's no better place to be in a football game than in front the whole time. Um, our Again, our defensive line played uh, great. You know, I would have, they sacked them home three times. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all three in the red zone. Yeah. So incredible. Uh, it, it's just been, it's been a fun little stretch. So um, I guess before we get too far into it, I do need to talk. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Toilet Titles. Um, you can find all our content, articles, mock drafts, everything we do at ToiletStyles.com. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, we would really appreciate if you hit the like and subscribe button. We're getting so close to 2000 subscribers. So that would be just awesome. Uh, and if you, want to throw us an apple podcast itunes review that would be great too five stars would be awesome and last but not least if you do want to interact with the team uh whether it's myself bobby anybody else uh fantasy football college football gambling anything uh we have a free gilded chat to, that you can join uh hit us up or you can email the show at titles at gmail.com and we will get you into the gilded chat uh, it's pretty awesome like i said there's always football content in there all the time every day start set anything you want it's all there. So uh, check that out. But yeah, getting into it again. I, I mean, I've been very, uh, I guess I'll just come out and say it now. I've been very tough on the floor for <laughs> my entire career. And I'm not going to like, I, I'm not giving him a pass by any means uh, that, you know, I still am, but he's done very well uh, the last couple of weeks. I thought, you know, um, it just seems like the, there's still a few too many penalties last night, but not all. Um, I mean, some of them were shitty. I guess that's pretty much the elephant in the room is the penalty thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, they come out, the, the scripted plays to begin with, however you want to go, but the first couple drives, you know, that's huge to score like that, um, however you do it or whatever. So I think that's big. You know, if they're, the Chiefs want to complain about this, that, and the other, I mean, you kick two field goals on your first drives and they score two touchdowns, it kind of makes things hard. So, um, you know, I guess we could talk about the penalty because that's what everyone's talking about. Um, yeah. That pass interference, yeah, that was pass interference. I don't give a shit. I didn't see a flag though, so why does it matter? Um, <laughs> and, 
and uh, the, the funny things you keep seeing are people saying, well, you know, MVS wasn't going to catch the ball anyways. So yeah, true uh, story. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, but the penalty before on Jonathan Owens, that wasn't a penalty. He was in bounds. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, the, it, I feel like the game kind of got spoiled by the last two minutes in the officiating in the last two minutes, because I mean, that was an exhilarating game to watch. I was like, I don't, I don't want to say the best game of the year, but it was definitely like one of the best games to watch as a Packers fan, you know, because there've been some other like really, really good games this year, like bills, Eagles, stuff like that. But I mean, the Packers had to lead the whole time, but it was a pretty close game the whole time. It it was never more than a two score game. Um, Mahomes uh, started to put it together towards the end. And, you know, as a Packers fan, with the the little amount of time that Mahomes still had, even though he had no timeouts, you're like, oh man, but that that's Patrick Mahomes, you know. Yeah. But the officiating just spoiled the entire the entire ending of that game. Like I don't feel like either team walked away from it being like, you know, like the Packers being like, oh yeah, like we we deserve to win that game, or the Chiefs were like, oh we deserve to lose that game because the officiating kind of ruined it, you know. Now a win's a win. I mean. You, you got to take them. Like, like you said, uh, the, the defense played especially well in the first half. I mean, they kept them out of the, out of the reds or out of the end zone on their first two drives while we scored on our first two drives. Uh, it, it's, and I, I think that's probably the most remarkable thing about this turnaround that the Packers have had this season is the, the story in the first half of the year was they couldn't score in the first half. Now, all of a sudden they're, they're taking the ball first, and scoring on their first drives, they're scoring on their second drives. They're they're putting up more points now in the first half than they had the whole first half of the season combined. Yeah. It's inc- it's remarkable. Yeah, I don't know where it, it, it's funny that it took that long to figure it out. I guess, but um, yeah, I mean it's it's just a it's an awesome turnaround. And I I don't remember even you know last year. It just seems and it, it doesn't even I don't I don't even know if it's been last year, but it seemed like there was a lot of times where we'd come out kind of flat, um, yep. you know, maybe second drive we'd score or whatever, but you know, you points on the first drive is it's, I love, you gotta love seeing it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a testament to your, you know, your game plan, your commitment to practice because the first, you know, 15 or so plays are going to be scripted, right? So how well did you practice this? How well, or how, how good of a grasp on the offense do you have? And that's been the main difference. I, I feel in this offense is, they're committing less penalties. They're more comfortable. Love is more comfortable with his receivers. He's playing with more confidence. I mean, he he outplayed Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. He outplayed him last night. Um, Love put on one of – I mean, at a certain point, he was 17 for 20. Like, he just was not missing passes. Yeah. I, it finally got to a point where I'm like, I think he would thrown 12 or 13 passes before he finally had, like, an errant pass. And it was, you know, just – kind of just like getting rid of it. And I was like, yo, he's been on point. Like, and that was one of the things we were talking about in the first half of the year was his accuracy. It's like, he has these like wow plays, but then he was like kind of inconsistent. He was so consistent yesterday. And really over the last couple of weeks, it's just like, I don't know, like he flipped the light switch now and it's just slowing down for him and getting easier. And he's more comfortable. It, uh, you love to see it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. It's fun to watch uh, that. The one touchdown to Watson that, that on the like the fourth and two that throw to Dobbs. You know that he just kind of sat right down and caught it. And then the touchdown to Watson, I that was 
I mean, it kind of almost dropped, dropped your jaw. It was like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, you know, that was a, that was You're talking about the one where he high pointed it. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. incredible. And it, it's, it's such a shame too. Cause like, I feel like Watson's ascension recently has been kind of tied to how well love has been playing. Um, Cause there was a, you know, a couple of weeks back, there was a statistic of like what, his passer reading was when targeted by Aaron Rodgers versus what it was when targeted by Jordan love. Well, now that loves playing better, Watson is also playing better. It's almost like, you know, the two are directly related, you know, no, but, uh, no, <laughs> no, you don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with Watson going down with that hamstring injury at the end of the game or, you know, close to the end of the game, it was the same hamstring that kept him out of the first couple of games of the season. So, I mean, you hope that, maybe he didn't re-injure it that maybe it was just like you know because they're playing in the cold they played at Lambeau he could have been dehydrated or something like that he also was slowing down so maybe it was just like a tweak or something so you hope it's not anything too serious because um I mean he had seven catches yesterday for two touchdowns uh if they're gonna make a playoff run they're gonna need this dude well I, I was it was nice to see at the end of the game you know, and, and not too long after he was in the blue medical tent, he was out, he was standing on the sidelines, like, you know, with, with the team and, yeah. you know, at the end, you know, high five and things like that, you know, like moving around. Okay. Not, you know, like he's on like crutches or whatever. Um, you know, so that's promising. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think he probably plays Monday night. Um, yeah. you know, just to, to rest uh you know maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe nothing maybe it's okay i don't know but um i guess we'll find out because i haven't heard anything yet so yeah he was supposed to go under testing today uh i've been looking on twitter i haven't seen anything yet but we'll probably have answers tomorrow but yeah i probably wouldn't count on him playing for monday just because this has been you know a reoccurring injury for him and i don't think it's ever resolved itself in a week but no you know, uh, and that leads me to the next thing is uh, the remaining schedule is pretty favorable. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the doom and gloom and, you know, the Packers might not win again. I don't think the Packers will lose again. Yeah. The way playing. <laughs> Seriously. Like if you look at their Packers remaining schedule, it's they don't play another team with a, a winning record. The only team that's close is the Vikings and who's playing quarterback for them. Because yeah. Dobbs looked good when he first got there, but it, the last game they played, the the head coach was saying they were going to consider everything, including making a quarterback change. So, I mean, I feel a lot better about that Minnesota game than I did a month ago. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think that you know, like I said, running the tables out of the question. Um, right. You know. Oh I, my God! Could you imagine? It'd be wild. Um, you His know, first I, year, he runs the table with yeah. all the comparisons to Aaron Rodgers and everything, and he just runs the table in his first season. That'd be insane. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I can see it happening. I don't know. There's not, you know, like I said, like I was kind of saying earlier, you don't want to look ahead. Um, you know, the Giants have been, they've been really up and down. Um, yeah. You know, Saquon will probably have a big day. You sure. know, um, I mean, every running back does against our defense. Yeah, it's just normal. So yeah, um, granted. <laughs> Just kind of depends on if Danny DeVito can. Yeah, I know it's not his name, but that's what I call him. I don't care <laughs> if he can, you know, sling it around to Isaiah Hodgins and Jalen Hyatt, you know, yeah. Wondell Robinson. I guess that's the guys. Sterling Shepard, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm not. I'm not too concerned. And I, the, the offense line, I thought played pretty good last night too. Um, yeah. 
you know, to, to an extent. Uh, the one thing I don't know on some third downs, having Patrick Taylor in there to pass block, not probably the best idea. Right. I mean, surely James Robinson can pass block better than Patrick Taylor, can't we? I mean, I, I, I like Patrick Taylor. He runs hard. You know, he, he's a, he seems like he played for, you know, he had a couple of good carries last night. He did. But the, his pass protection is, it's not good. No. And, you know, plus he's also kind of a, a slender running back to begin with, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah. I think some of that was, you know, because AJ Dillon was used so much. I mean, he was on the field a lot. Uh, he had the vast majority of the carries. He had a really good game. So he did, you know, and actually that's one thing I kind of wanted to shout out about him. This has been a, a reoccurring trend. Like this is his fourth year in the NFL. The dude just plays better as it gets colder and colder. You know, he had 18 carries. He finally averaged over four yards a carry. It's yeah. yeah it's just like, I feel like this is what they envisioned for him. You know, like he wasn't supposed to be that guy in the beginning of the season. He's supposed to be the closer when it's cold in Lambeau when nobody wants to tackle people because it's so cold, you know, he just, yeah. he just plays better when it's colder. I, I, I said, I've, I've been an AJ Dillon fans from the beginning. I know we were kind of hard on him earlier this year. Like, cause he just see, like, it is frustrating to watch him. Like when he can't get like two yards. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, he, he was cheeks for the vast majority of the beginning of the season, yeah. but he's, he's getting better. And I don't know if it's just because he has the bigger, like workload because you know like some especially like back in the day like 15 20 years ago when you had your bell cow it's like yeah he's going to get stuffed at the line every once in a while but every once in a while he'll break out a really long run now all of a sudden his yards per carry is respectable but when ag dylan's getting nine carries you know maybe the possibility of that long run just isn't there he hasn't yeah. had enough uh at bats basically to get that yeah. home run no for sure um yeah, I mean, like other than that, I think the offense is is it it just looks good. You know, a lot of misdirection, a lot of things like that that are helping them. Um, you know, it seems to be things seem to be working well. Yeah, I, I think Lafleur. You know, I said it last week, and I think I said it the week before. Man, like he's been in his bag. There were there were some plays that like I had never seen before. I watch yeah. every single game, and I'm yeah. like, ooh, that's new. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's being creative again. Uh, I think that maybe, and, and this is just speculation, but I, I think that maybe he wasn't quite as comfortable running in the beginning because every you know, rookie wide receivers leading the team in receptions and yards and our quarterback is starting for his first year. I think he was trying to like maybe keep it simple in the beginning of the yeah. year because now you see some of these plays and you have like, you know, it's it's just awesome. You see, you see Watson, you know, actually taking some carries. You see um, Jaden Reed coming uh, with these end arounds and the more uh, orbit motion and stuff. Um, that they're finally doing play action on first down, and it's working. You know, it wasn't just run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt. You know, they, they're being creative. They're changing up how they actually have played over the first like seven or eight uh, weeks of the season, and. Honestly, I know we've said it like every year, but I think LaFleur should be mentioned in the coach of the year discussion. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think definitely now this time for sure. Um, I, you know, I think before, I, you know, I, I guess 
I don't know how to say it. like I, I was never that impressed when he they would win 13 games more so because like and it's not like I, I don't I'm not not impressed but like I, I felt that Aaron had a lot to do with that um yeah. you know but this year obviously there's a been a large turnaround and I, I don't know if you want to say I mean it's I haven't seen even turnaround it's just a new road you know what I mean so I think he's done you know an outstanding job um you know time will tell um you know he's seemed like previous you know with Aaron that we had some struggles in big games um, mm-hmm. you know and, and I and I'm not blaming that all on the floor I think it just seemed like as a team we would kind of crumble at times um you know get down and and the whole or get get up by two scores and just coast and then you know lose by two scores so uh that that's something that always bugs the hell out of me regardless of what team it is or what I'm watching it's like I don't you know if I yeah, we're up by 14. Let's let's get up by 35. You know, then you can coast, you know. So right. Um, and I know that's easier said than done, but you know, I, I think it is he's definitely you gotta be in the running for coach of the year. I haven't looked at the odds uh for a couple weeks, so it's obviously changed, I'm sure. But um, yeah, you know, he looks good in the I mean, as much as I don't like him, I think Gudikins had a very, very good draft class last year. Yeah, um, you know, they've they've done well. So they have, yeah. 2022 and the 2023 draft class classes have, I mean, because he had, you know, a lot of misses in the beginning, which you understand whatever he's a first time general manager, but he has also been working for the team for 20 plus years. So, but um, with the coach of the year thing, it's like who else would be considered? I mean, I think D'Amico Ryan's for sure. Oh yeah. Um, He, he turned a, like a destitute, Houston Texans team into a playoff contending Houston Texans team with a rookie quarterback. But I think the the Packers have it the same way. It was the, the one knock against LaFleur all those years that he should have won it going 13 and three, three years in a row, or, you know, winning 13 games, I should say three years in a row was, Oh, well that's easy. He has Rogers. Yeah. Well, if they run the table, they're going to win 11 games yeah. with a first time starter with the youngest team in football and by far the youngest offense in football. Oh, yeah. But without Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, all the veterans are gone. Yeah, A.J. Dillon's mm-hmm. a veteran. He's like 25. That's what I'm saying. Aaron Jones is the most veteran one. He hasn't played hey, you know, he's been most hey, of the buddy. year. Hey, we'll, Joe. We'll see you Monday. All right. I, I, wish, I wish Joe I could go out there and we'd go to the game Monday night, but yeah, it's kind of hard to do. Yeah, it's um, it's it's at Giants, right? Yeah, it's at at uh, Meadowlands or whatever the hell they call it, MetLife. All right, yeah. Maybe I should see how much the tickets are. You probably go out there. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, MetLife is an hour and twenty minutes for me. It's hour. not even really in New York. No, it's not in New York. It's it's in um it's basically there's, so there's the, the bridge that takes you to New York, or if you take the tunnel, it's literally right there. Yeah. So um. I mean, if you you hop on the train and within nine minutes you're in New York City, so they actually double header Monday night. I, I keep forgetting that that there's two games Monday night. Oh right, yeah. Oh, he thinks he said we're going to get Devitoed on Monday night. Yeah, Danny <laughs> Devito has been a stud. He yeah, he's looked good, but now he's going to go up against a Packers defense that has. We, we all know that Saquon's going to have a big game, so Joe, you don't need to worry about Danny Devito. 100%. Just don't stop running the ball. Yeah, that, that's it. You guys want to win. Stop you running. Take one forty carries. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. Uh, real quick, I talk about our Patreon. Patreon.com/backslash titles. 
Uh, we just gave away a Yeti cooler last week. Um, there you go. Joe said you can stay at his house 30 minutes from MetLife. Perfect. You're probably not very far from it though either, are you, Bobby? No, now we're hour 15. See, you guys all live close. I'm like, I don't know, 18 hours away. No big deal. I, I went to high school with Coach. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our Patreon, patreon.com backslash towards titles. Uh, there's like six different tiers right now. Um, it's great. Uh, we appreciate what you guys do that are members of it now. But um, the waiver wire episode has been fun. Uh, it's coming to an end because fantasy playoffs are right among us. Um, some are getting in pretty quick here. Um, but there's some stuff we're giving away. I think they're giving away another Yeti like Tumblr Cup now uh, tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night on the main show. So check that out. Um, if you got questions, you can hit us up. We can get you directed in the right way and um, let you kind of know what goes on with the Patreon. So appreciate you guys. Um, I do want to talk about something too. I guess we'll get through the rest of the game before I bring it up actually. But um, one other thing I noticed about that Jonathan Owens hit on Mahomes that we talked about, he kind of like stumbled around and no big deal. Did you notice that? I don't know if you if you've watched it enough. Wait, uh, who stumbled around? Mahomes. Oh yeah, I, I thought he got up, but I think he was selling it. Oh. What's up, Nino? How you doing, pal? Hey, Nino, the pack crew. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I guess maybe he was selling it, but it looked like he kind of wobbled and was a little unsure. And I feel like you know most times that happens, somebody goes into a blue tent, but they're not. No, you're right. That, so. Well, okay, so I see what you're saying. But did you did you watch the quarterback? show on netflix yeah did you notice how dramatic he is when he's on the field and i can't really stand the guy anymore so i don't know i i kind of forgot now that i about that show i forgot that i was watching it it was a really good show it was, uh, it, it i think it was produced well um oh, yeah. it it kind of made you like them more at least i did you know what mm-hmm. i mean but the one takeaway i had about mahomes was like man he is very dramatic on the field you know so i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if he was selling it because he yeah. knew that he was inbounds you know what I mean? He wanted to get like a, like a, no, cause it really, they, they got the penalty for the late hit, but if he could like sell it a little bit and maybe get like a unnecessary roughness or something like that, like, I don't know. That That's I, how I look. That at seems it. like, that seems like rough water to be treading. Like, you know, like if you're stumbling around looking woozy, like they're going to say like that guy needs to go in the tent then you're out for a couple of plays. Like I get it. I understand what you're saying, but. Unless you know, you're Patrick Mahomes yeah. and the rules are different for you, I guess. Um, I think Wicks has been, he's been awesome. Um, just like, just a blast to watch. I mean, I, I didn't know that's what we were getting in that guy. Um, I hadn't watched nearly, I mean, I don't even remember looking at anything pre-draft. Um, I think uh, very underrated. I think he's been a nice little bright spot for, uh, for Jordan Love. Yeah. The, the cool thing I've liked about Wick so far is his route running. He's oh, very so smooth and he creates a ton of separation. He's actually in like the last time I checked, he was in the top 10 of all wide receivers in the league of creating separation, which is amazing because he's not, he's nowhere near as fast as some of the other guys there. It's just, it, he's running routes extremely well. And he understands the defense. Like there was even a play in this game where he stopped his route early, turned around and love saw that in the defense and knew he understood what was happening and tossed him the ball. And it, it was like he stopped so abruptly, like you could tell he was like, oh, this is the weak spot in this zone. And then just turn around and kept running. I was like, yo, that dude's a rookie. Like, he's pretty smart, man. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more optimistic about this young wide receiver core with, you know, Dobbs obviously doing his thing every week. Jaden Reed looking like a dog every single week, yeah. you know, and and Wicks has, has been great. Um, 
yeah. And, you know, love putting it all together, even craft, even Tucker craft, you know, which I, I, you know, I admit I was higher on Tucker craft uh, coming into the season. I thought he would have been tight end one, you know, obviously until training camp happened and we saw how, how insanely athletic. Um, Musgrave. Musgrave is. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see what Kraft can do now that, that he's tight end one while Musgrave is recovering from his lacerated kidney. What a badass. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Um, I, I mean, both those guys have been great. You know, that whole, um, the whole receiving core has been awesome, you know, especially as young as they are. And, you know, I think the ability to retain those guys should be fairly easy. Um, you know, and I, and even Malik Heath, I think he's done some really good things too. So sure. Uh, it's okay, Joe. Musgrave's been off the field for a couple of weeks. It's okay that he because he, he named off all of them and he said he forgot Musgrave. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it you know it's it's fun having all of them. You know what I mean? It's sure. uh, you know they all have their own like I said little special things they do. Um, but there's you know it's 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 wild to have it. You didn't think coming into the year that you would have you know four guys, five guys you can count on. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't count on guys before, but you know what I'm saying. So. Imagine them now in 21 personnel. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Having both of them leak out. That'd be sick. Yeah. So a couple of other things I wanted to touch on before we talk about the next game, You're good. Uh, the defense is built to play with a lead. Like mm-hmm. oh, if, yeah. you look at, if you look at how it's constructed, they are built to play with a lead. So them turning the script and starting to score more in the first half it's making the defense play better. We've yeah, known this about this defense, especially the defensive line. They're a penetration style defensive line. They're not built to stop the run. They haven't been for years. They need the opposing team to be dropping back and passing because that's where they excel. Uh, another thing, uh, Rashawn Gary stud pass rush has been amazing. I know you touched on it earlier, but even Preston Smith, he's still producing yeah. like, I can't believe like he's the one player out of all those guys that we signed back in 2019 that's still on the team and he's he's still playing well. Now yep. is, is he a top 10 or top 15 edge rusher? No, but he's getting sacks. He's being productive. He, he had a couple, mean, couple hits or a couple of pressures last night. I, I yeah. looked and I can't remember now. Um, he, he had half a sack with um, I think Gary. So I, I hate half sacks. I wish they would just give them both a sack. Yeah, because a sack's a sack. Like you got a tackle, it's a tackle. It's exactly. a sack. You know, I think you know, Quay Walker played well last night. They had 13, 14 tackles or something like that. Yeah. Um, there was a couple things. Um, it seemed like the tackling is sometimes is still is weird. Like there'll be times where they tackle really, really well. And then there's three or four series. You're like, we just forgot what we were doing. Yeah. Um, you know, Pacheco runs hard and I don't get. He runs really hard. I mean, yeah. I, I think a lot of those bad tackles were on Pacheco, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. He, he's. He actually he went to Rutgers. Um, I remember. Yeah, he around out of Rutgers. I think I kicked out last night for punching Keyshawn Nixon. So, um, worked out well for us. I, guess. I can't believe Nixon didn't like, you know, throw back. I mean, a Kingsley Nagbari grabbed him and was like, "Nope, nope, yep. we're going to the sideline." <laughs> He's like, "We're playing the Chiefs. We need this yeah. win." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not doing it, buddy. Not doing it. So <laughs> it was uh, good timing on his part. But yeah, um, you know, I, I thought. And that interception by Keyshawn Nixon was awesome. Oh, you know, he said that they've been watching, um, beautiful. you know, like the tells or whatever you want to call it, you know, where Mahomes does something before, uh, you know, in his pre-snap motion or whatever it was. Um, you know, that was a, a hell of a play. I'm not sure I would have thrown that ball to Sky Moore. Uh, you know, that seems like maybe not the right guy to throw that pass to. 
but uh, you know, he's had a rough go of things. And I don't, you know, everybody says, Oh, he doesn't have the receivers. Well, there's been a lot of guys that don't have a lot of receivers and you know, he still got Travis Kelsey. So true story, you know, figure it out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, he's yeah, the best quarterback in the league and he's young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> figure it <Yeah>. out. <laughs> that, that interception was awesome. Uh, yeah. It's like he ran the route for him. Yeah. You know, he, he knew that he knew that ball got thrown and just looked up and was like, yeah, thanks. So yeah. right in the bread receiver if we need one, he's ready for sure. Um, and one other thing about the Packers defense. So uh, I was looking at like the scores of all the games so far this year. Did you know that the Packers have only let two teams score more than 24 points this year? I think I just heard that last time on the broadcast two. maybe or something like otherwise yeah. I don't think I'd remembered that. Yeah. So the, they held the chiefs to 19. They held the lions to 22. They held the chargers to 20. Then the Steelers scored 24 points. They did. Yeah, yeah. So I said more than twenty-four. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's but, funny. Is like right, but like you know, you think twenty-four, twenty-one is supposed to be like the average NFL score, right? Yeah. Isn't that what it is? It's like they imagine every game is going to be somewhere close to twenty-four to twenty-one. Yeah, something like that. Depends, right. Yeah. So if you could keep them below twenty-four or preferably twenty-one, you know, you should win. Mm-hmm. And the Packers have kept. Let's see. They kept the Bears under 21. They kept the Saints under 21. They kept the Raiders under 21, the Broncos, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. Yeah. Pretty good. It's how you win football games. Yeah. Hey, Durs played good last night, too, by the way. Had yeah. some good hit that that last kick. I mean, he's coming on there and I was like, oh boy. And they hammered her home. So I don't get scared about him coming on the field anymore. Nope. I, whatever it was that was happening to him in training camp, training camp Durs is a memory. Like we're going to be looking like because the dude good. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's had a couple of misses here and there, but I don't think he's lost a game for us. No, no. He's yeah, like 87 percent, whatever last night. Yeah. He's, he's playing very well. He's and actually our punter has been pretty good too. Dude, he's a stud. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, and they were both draft picks. Yep. And, you know, for whatever people say, a lot of people don't, you know, because Gudukins has spent some draft capital over the years on, on special teams. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you can get them undrafted. Uh, like Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker was undrafted. He's like arguably one of the greatest kickers in the NFL ever. ever. So it's ever, like, ever. yeah, okay. But if you see a guy that you think is really good, and you have whatever 13 picks because we all know that you can, because we all know that the UDFAs you sign turn into Justin Tucker and right. other, you know, and Austin Eckler. That's just normal. That's how it works. Yeah, of course. Never mind the thousands of <laughs> undrafted free agents that are released at the end of August every single year. But yeah, but Justin Tucker was one. So, you know, everybody you get all of your kickers undrafted. Yeah. No. So, I mean, yeah, that's it, it. You love to see it. He's been playing well. Um, I have confidence in him. I'm not nervous when he comes up. So, I mean, what more could you ask for from a kicker? Yeah. Right. All right. And one other thing I wanted to touch on, obviously, instead of, you know, just real quickly, AJ Dillon's Sunday night football intro. That was hilarious. That was great. That was was good. Uh, uh, So now that the Packers are the seventh seed, what I think I'm going to start doing is every week, uh, I'm going to go on my second favorite website, playoffpredictors.com. Yep. And I'm going to predict how the Packers are going to play out for the rest of the year what seed they'll be and what their highest 
potential seed could be and then who will they be playing in the pet in the playoffs so each week as we get a new set of uh games that are scored we can see how it adjusts the playoffs and then we can sort of see like hey okay if we win you know like if we win out what seed will we be and according to how we think it's going to play out who would we play up against first in the playoffs so that'll be cool i'll have it done and ready so i can i can um touch on it every week so it's sure. fun. I yeah, love Predictors.com. Cool. Yeah, that website's amazing. Um, yeah, moving on to the New York Giants next Monday. Uh, Monday Night Football out there in New Jersey. Um, should be fun. You know, I don't know what I don't know what Giants team we're going to get, to be honest. Um, right. You know, that's been kind of wild that it seems like sometimes it, it's just – I don't know if it's – maybe it's with DeVito with your uncertainty at QB. I thought they opened the – Joe's still watching – did they open the 21 day window for Tyrod Taylor? Um, I thought I saw that. Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if they'd start him over DeVito at this point. Like, I don't know if they're, you know, and they're saying Daniel Jones is the guy, but DeVito has better numbers than Daniel Jones. So, um, yeah. I don't know what their plan is going forward. But, you know, I, I think we can control the ball. Um, obviously, you say that every week, but, you know, control the ball. I like Mike Martindale as the defensive coordinator, so I, yeah. you know they should play well as a unit. Uh, but you know, if we just pl- stick to our game plan like they have been, um, especially if we can get up early, I think they will be in a lot of trouble if we can get up early. Right. Um, you know, clearly our defense is, you know, well suited to have a good day against this team. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could see some turnovers, a couple sacks maybe. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you look at how the Giants have played, I mean, in a lot of games, they haven't gotten to 10 points, you know? So, like, you, you don't know which team's going to show up because they scored 31 against the Commanders. But the, I don't know what's going on with the Commanders. Well, the Commanders' defense is trash, but they're, yeah, bad. <laughs> I, I don't even call him Riverboat Ron anymore because that was that's a cool name and he's not cool. I just call him Ronald now. Um, <laughs> I think Ronald needs, needs fired. Uh, he is – I don't know what's going on in uh, in Washington, but – yeah, it's a mess. I, I think his time's up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't really got anything else for the Giants. I do have that thing I thought about earlier. One question. Um, I saw somebody say it today. So, what do you think they would get for Jair Alexander if they traded him? Because the corner has been playing well. Now, that being said, yeah. I do not want to do that. I love Jair no. Alexander. Me and too. I want him on the field. I don't care what somebody is offering. I don't think you trade him. He's too good. I agree. Um, you know, I know these rookies have been playing really well, probably above their, like, I'm not going to say above, like above their pay grade, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've been playing probably a little out of their shoes, I guess you could say, um, you know, so I, I love having the guys. I love having the depth, but I want Jair out there and I'd like to get Eric Stokes back at some point as well. But, um, you know, and Darnell Savage played good last night too, which is always good to see, but I, yeah. I mean, what, what, you know, do you think that's something that Gutekinds would explore, or do you think he's kind of like we are and no no desire to even trade the guy? Um, I don't think he would trade him, even if they got a really good offer for a number of reasons. One, I feel like at the trade deadline, um, when they shipped off, uh, what's his name to the Bills, Rasul, Rasul Douglas, that it was because he wanted Jair and. Eric Stokes to be the outside corners. We had three outside corners and two outside corner spots, Yeah, you know? So it was, okay, well, we're paying two of them and one of them's a first round pick. So he's making first round pick money. And if he starts playing well, when he returns back from injury, 
Well, now we're paying three corners. So, and also at that point too, it seemed like they were in, um, hey, we're probably going to tank for the rest of the year. I don't think anybody had a crystal ball and saw that Jordan Love was going to start playing extremely well and the team was going to start gelling again. Because at that point we were like, hey, well, at least we have more draft capital for next year, yeah. you know? But Jair's only 26. Oh, yeah. I mean, I said that. I, I, I saw it on Twitter. Somebody said it and I was like, well, yeah, I think I would not want anything to do with getting rid of the guy. But yeah, I think uh, it would take at least a first. Yeah, I mean, I think his best football is ahead of him still, in my opinion. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot of corners that play well into their low to mid 30s. I mean, yeah. Charles Woodson played till he was what, like 38? Yeah. You know, I mean, some of these corners, um, even Darius Slay, Darius Slay is still playing really good football. I think, how old's Darius Slay? He's got to be 33. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I just, I saw that and it made me think about it. Like, you he know. turns 33 in a couple of weeks. Oh, and Ellen Jenkins has also turned a corner and got back to his old self and has been a stud like we yeah. knew he was. Sure. So this seems like the whole team's kind of got back on the right side of things. So, you know, hopefully it's a sign of things to come and keep coming. And they're still yeah. swapping the left tackle, though. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing it. I don't, Sean Ryan came last night. I don't I don't know. They didn't even say anything about John Runyon. Sean Ryan just shows like started playing. Yeah, but then Runyon came back in. Yeah, what are we what are we doing? I I don't know. We don't have time to talk about that. That'd take forever. Anyways, we'll see what happens on Monday night. I guess. I don't yeah. know if they're like reprimanding them, like, "Hey, man, if you're playing bad, like, there's somebody waiting for you to come in," and like they're swapping out the left tackle, and then when he starts playing bad, they're like, "All right, get back in there. <laughs> you learned your I lesson." Like especially the right guard thing. Like, hey, Chris oh, Jones yeah. is really good. You should probably just keep the guy in there that like has get, got the rhythm going. Yeah. Like, well, Runyon also didn't have that good of a game. I mean, he had that one, that really horrible uh, set against Chris Jones. That was yeah. bad. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we'll be back next week after hopefully another uh, stellar performance by Love and the boys. So um, thanks for all tuning in. Uh, like I said, you can find the show on Twitter at Toilet Styles. Check out our website, ToiletStyles.com. Uh, and hit us up, get in our Gilded chat for free. It's a ton of fun. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. And, of course, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.